Hey, what's up? This is your girl, Diamond Styles, and I am the master chef, cooking you up something succulent and divine. It's your boys out here, and we are serving hot talk and cool iced tea. And I'm Mia Mix, here to set the tone and make sure the mood is right. So come on in and get comfortable. Pull up a chair, have a seat. You can even take your shoes off. Wait, not if your feet is down. <laughs> oh, hell no. Welcome, Welcome to, to Marsha's Plate. The time has come for you to be the change you want them to be, yeah. No more running around filled with all hypocrisy, yeah. It starts from the inside, it spreads wide, and everything will be all right. Conversation hashtag Marsha's Plate. Oh, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We want to hear what you guys have to say. You can also help us build community by becoming a patron on patreon.com slash Marsha's Plate. By contributing to this podcast, you help us continue our powerful work to change culture one episode at a time. So let's get started. Hey. Hello. Hello. Greetings. Hello. We want to thank y'all for all y'all feedback for last week's episode. Yes. All the responses. Um, I appreciate it, especially. Yeah, yeah I think you needed it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. You know, using your fuels. I really was. It's just been <laughs> stressful, man. It's a lot going on. But we are here to grow, and we are growing. Like a tree. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what is that song? I, was, I hate my brain works like that when we um when I think when people say stuff my I think of musical lyrics and I just think about the dream girls. Like oh, I love that movie. Tree. I probably shouldn't like that movie, but I do. I love it. <laughs> I know all the words. You better move. Now nah, I wanna watch it. But I've seen it so many times, I'm like mm. I'm quite ashamed of that. No, Not gonna don't lie. Be of that. <laughs> That's the tea. <laughs> Make sure, like I told y'all last week, if you know a black trans woman that is doing work out here, you have them go apply. We had a lot of people responding. I want y'all to keep responding. The deadline is March first to get awarded some coins with the Bobby Jean Baker Awards. If you're doing mm. work out here, we got money for you. So go check it out. I'm going to put um, I'm going to put the link in the bottom again, just so you know. Anyway, what's our first topic? My topic, um, because I actually just finished the Surviving R. Kelly documentary, and before I talked about it last episode, I wasn't caught up on everything. But baby, listen, mm-hmm. when I tell you each, because I watched it late at night when Z got for work, and we both was like, "Ooh, I'm tired." But every time we got to an episode, it was like mm-hmm. even more tea mm-hmm. and even more tea. We stayed up <laughs> to like two o'clock watching it, Weird baby. Out. Like the amount of evidence that is presented 
on this man in the way court documents court documents there's just so many there's just so much evidence people yeah mm-hmm. and first-hand accounts that correlate with other first-hand accounts <laughs> this quote-unquote second mom yeah so many things brother your brother talking and defending you but really he kind of incriminated you <laughs> at the same time, <laughs> the same time. <laughs> like oh you know i like older oh, women <laughs> and it's just a preference just what, what? <laughs> yeah. but yes so uh, i um there was there was some um you know you see news circulating and mm-hmm. there was a guy named ed buck who was a politician and he basically drugged a male uh, a black male gay escort and he died in his apartment and they ruled it out as an accidental death and i'm like um okay so he just gets off free scott this nobody goes into it then it happens a second time when it happens a second time a second time a second time everybody is like hmm this may not be a coincidence let's look into it but why didn't you do that the first time and what it made me think of is just like these people that are in positions of authority how people just overlook it because of who they are absolutely and how do you guys think about that like what do you guys think about people being in a position of authority and them being able to just do whatever they want. Well, <laughs> I mean, this is the story that's as old as time when it comes to <laughs> capitalism. When yeah, people are true. sick and they have a sickness, mm-hmm. and um, sometimes those sicknesses are like really, really deep, like pedophilia and rape and blah blah blah. blah. Sometimes their sicknesses are like alcoholism um addiction sometimes Mm -hmm. their sicknesses is irresponsibly gambling whatever their sickness is Mm -hmm. more money doesn't do anything but feed it and make it Mm -hmm. worse that's just the norm Mm -hmm. so if i have the money to cover up an incident and i have the connections and the power to cover up incident of course it's gonna happen a second time because i got it away with it the first time (laughs) so if i like bbc (laughs) and i like to party and play (laughs) baby and you know i got away with it it gave me even the r kelly situations like you know i i evolved into an even more, more conniving and manipulating monster. now monster i used to fuck with bitches who was like 15 and 16 now i know i can get locked up for that like that was too close to call they almost got me but i got off of it so now i'm gonna fuck with a bitch that's just now turning 18 just now <laughs> but that kind of fucked me up so let me get the ones that's vulnerable and had yeah. really bad past uh-huh so i can tell them all of my bad past and you know mm-hmm. they're reeling me in like a spider and web them on in you know mm-hmm. they learn over time with their power and their money how to maneuver and evolve in these crazy ass spaces mm-hmm. and how to do this unhealthy shit mm-hmm. you feel what i'm saying so of course it's gonna happen a second time mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i feel but like one like- of the Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I feel like one of the best ways for these people is to like outcast them out of the communities and whatnot and single them out so they can have that decision to make mm-hmm. themselves better if they want to. If they don't, still, you need to be outcasted from everybody else. Yeah. And you want to do that. But when a person has so much money and power, 
that is mm. a fucking stick on a carrot <laughs> right to some people who are broke and poor and even and, yeah even if they get caught a lot of times they'll get like six months like that uh, guy jeffrey epstein yeah that guy jeffrey epstein i kept telling you about that's basically similar to r kelly mm-hmm. um he only got like six months yeah. despite all of these you know white women coming out saying this is what happened when i was younger yeah that's why when people be like you know if these was white women da, 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 mm, i think i i agree in the sense of um, him being a black man and then being white women but if it was a white man and white women yeah they can ignore the them thing. too yeah <laughs> they can ignore yeah. them too um i feel i feel like I feel like it's more we have to focus on like the patriarchal aspect of it rather than the race, race a lot of race the time. Race is a deflection. Right. When it comes to this when it comes to situations like this, mm-hmm. race is the excuse that black supporters mm-hmm. of whoever the monster is, mm-hmm. they bring that up as like smoke. Just Chill another black man. They like it up. <laughs> Why they do this to Michael Jackson, Bill Cosby? Da, da, da. He was trying to buy NBC. <laughs> and then you have this whole let's protect the black man from being put in the system that's uh-huh. recreating and this whole black lives matter movement or let's protect the children and the black girls and the people that go through all this rather than them but then an army of pick me bitches is gonna say yeah they're trying to bring the black men down they just I wanted a coin uh-huh. where was the parents at where was the parents at uh-huh. Uh-huh. Right? you, so, you but- were 16 and she was 14 so why didn't you do anything what? But they did the exact same thing to me, though, uh-huh. which is crazy. What? Why are you just now saying something? You lying, using that as excuse. Exactly. They do so. it on an individual basis and a cultural basis, right. too. So when it comes to Ed Buck, though, there is something to be said about agency. There is something, and even with the R. Kelly victims, I think I wanted to talk about this a little bit later. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to talk about the agency of a teenager's body because I'm a person who lost my virginity to an older guy when I was 16 Mm. I have I didn't want to I didn't want to talk about that and tell that story in the context of the R. Kelly situation because it almost would seem like you giving I'm giving this okay yeah Mm -hmm. and I didn't want to say that so I'm going to talk about it but I'm going to talk about it later Mm -hmm. I don't want to talk about it in the context of R. Kelly because you're trash and I don't want to give any inkling that that, anything you did was okay (laughs) that anything you did was okay or that they are not victims and da 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 so I want to tell I'll just talk about it later not in the show but later another episode let me ask this though do y'all feel like there's a different way they handle when boys are being preyed on by predators or do y'all feel like do y'all feel like there's similarities or is there like a bit really distinct difference like we hear about these popes preying on these little boys a lot of the times and these priests and whatnot do y'all feel like it's handled more privately and is resolved more quickly than it would be by the, a lot of these women. Um, I think that okay. First of all, it's like politics. I think there is a system and a long-lasting, um, strategic, long-lasting techniques of strategy 
to cover up for politicians. There are things that have worked in the past that they pass down and talk to each other about how to cover things up that we fucked up shit that we do. And I think that the same thing applies when you talk about organized religion. Like when you talk about the Catholic system, bishops and priests, they have had a long history of how to cover these things up and them not get out publicly. And then when we talk about R. Kelly, he has a long history of paying people off and how to cover this up so it does not become public, so it does not become bigger than what it is. These motherfuckers mm-hmm. just want to get paid, so let me pay them, and they'll go on about their business. Da 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 da. There are really long, a long history of tech techniques and strategy that these people are using when it comes to covering up wrongdoings. Mm-hmm. But that's overall with the girls, the boys, da da da. But the distinct difference to me between molesting boys... They know how much trauma it could cause, maybe, because it seems like they focus more on the trauma that it actually puts on the children. I don't think that. On the boys, no? I think... I think that I think that it oh okay I see what you're saying yeah. I think there's a more it's weighted because it's homo, the homophobia pops yeah. up and say oh yeah a man being molested by a man oh mm-hmm. my god that's the worst oh my god gayness oh my god mm-hmm. but a girl being molested by a man not when it's a child child like if it's a grown man and a three year old and a five year old mm-hmm. then it's like oh my god but mm-hmm. when it's a teenage girl Mm. when it's a teenage girl the norms of the culture pops in and says this is she was just being a little fast she was especially when they black Mm. but with it happens with the white girls too but especially when they black that 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 happens Mm -hmm. but um there is a certain level i don't there's a certain level of agency that a teenager has like me at 16 having sex and me doing some sexual shit when I was seven, my mind at 16 is not my mind at seven. You mm-hmm. a 21-year-old a, a doing something to me at seven, there's a difference between him doing something to me at 16. Mm-hmm. There's a, I have a different agency, a different understanding about sex and in the context of the law, a minor cannot give consent. You know, that just legally. But when it comes to just the the, the nature of consent and have an agency over my body and want, and being able to give it to somebody that I want to give it to, then to me, I feel like a, a teenager can give consent. Just like if, it, if it's a 16-year-old and a 16-year-old, they both can consent beautifully in a, in the right way to have sex. I can consent to this sex as a minor. It's just a certain level of agency that I had and w- that we can have in our teenage years. Mm-hmm. I just understand. I, I just understood certain things that yeah. can, uh, that gives like this gray area of what you knew, what was manipulation, what wasn't manipulation. The gray area is not on the adult. You should, you're the adult. Mm-hmm. So you shouldn't have did it. But yeah. when it comes to the gray area, they give too much power to the gray area of the teenager. Like they make it seems like they make they prey on the actual curiosity itself. It could like, be. Yeah, it seems like it's a way they like for instance he gave the girl money in the video. It's just a different way a lot of them get so good and gross 
mm-hmm. at their praying, they'll make it to seem like it's consent. Does that make sense? Like for a while, like me, for instance, mm-hmm. for instance, it for like when I got older, it kind of felt like consent in a way because uh-huh. they got so good at doing different tactics, if that uh-huh. makes sense. Yeah, I can mm-hmm. see that. Yeah, um, it evolves. Mm-hmm. I, I can see it evolving too but uh, but think about like the Ed Bucks as we talk about Ed Bucks mm-hmm. Th- these are not children these are not children that he has these are oh yeah, yeah 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 these are escorts mm-hmm. and so they are coming in a situation with this politician who has the money to give me because I need you know oh my god I'm hitting the lick how many of us would want to have a trick ass politician you get what i'm saying like that's just what it is you got the money to give me you got the coins and i know if i keep you high and you you got the money to get high i'm gonna stay here and especially if you wanted those escorts because there's a lot of escorts who do drugs Mm -hmm. and stuff that's a part of their addiction it's a part of their kind of culture i can get high for free and i can hit a lick and go back fly back home he flying me there and flying me out Mm -hmm. blah blah blah, because one of them was a point star right uh, I didn't get into it. Yeah, one of them was a porn star, and so a porn star escort, and so there is a oh god, there's a certain responsibility, and I don't think it's equal with a child with a child, mm-hmm. but there's a certain responsibility that it's not. I feel like I'm about to be being victim blamer. I will say this though. Because I was like, people did see me as an actual guy, like uh-huh. my clients. A lot of people think they saw me as a woman, so it's kind of like. But it's it's a different culture, as far as them. A lot of them like to party and play, and they like to add uh-huh. more people. They like to do different weird shit to where it don't really involve sex. A lot of the time, it's more yeah. so I'm worshiping your male body. It's very fetishizing on the male body, so it's just like. Uh, and then it makes you as the male escort be a little more relaxed because you feel like, no, nah, that can't happen to me. Like, I can't really be preyed on by um, these. A lot of them are predators because, like, I have to think about, oh, my gosh, like this guy is maybe like 30 years older than me. He might be older than my dad. He might be younger than my dad. And he we're might not my even dad thinking about it. We just think right. We think about the money. So we kind of and then we're seen as guys. And at the same time, like, no, no. Let me clear that up before you finish your point uh-huh. I can't imagine it's any different in regards to y'all right and escorting there are when it comes to our clientele there are clienteles who sees us as our affirmed gender that we want to be seen at and then there's the clientele that sees us as right, the true. gender that we the, were assigned that we were assigned at birth just some little special souped up virgin yep. so it's two different kinds <laughs> that we come in contact we come in contact with both and we navigate that space if you to, clock the teeth if you because sometimes they know that if you they, clock and teeth if they don't, they, that they'll try to clean it up uh-huh. and make it seem like oh that I'm not a gateway to homosexuality uh-huh. you see them because sometimes because they know that we kind of look exactly. for that like hmm so I don't know about any other about any other escort but I'm very inquisitive fish I want to know who I'm oh fish I'm, I'm sorry not, I'm not I'm, inquisitive like that I'm, I'm asking I'm, I mean I'm not asking I'm here for a coin whatever <laughs> fantasy you want me to fulfill <laughs> that's what I'm gonna do if I'm if I'm a gateway to your homosexuality oh daddy suck on this cock let me put <laughs> 
Don't pull you in your ass because you want to be a faggot. Oh, you little faggot slut. You like the way this dick is wearing that them hole that hole out. Come on, be be mama's little faggot boy. Oh my god. However you want me to sell you your fantasy, I'm giving it to you because that's what you paid me for. You didn't pay me to come here and psychoanalyze you. I don't care. I came to get my coin. You got my coin. I'm gonna give you the fantasy. So that's just what it is. And then you know, I'm if dead. you want me to be the ultimate feminine kind, oh baby, yes, all the things that you want to be soft and and be the whatever this woman with a penis that you live for. Da da da. I'm gonna be that. Whatever that looks like to him, the client, because this is transactional. I'm supposed to be selling you a fantasy, and. I don't want to be triggered in this situation. Mm-hmm. I don't want you to trigger into making me feel less than. Mm-hmm. I want to. I, I want to keep the power, and the power in this situation is that you are paying me to sell you a fantasy. I am the fantasy, so let me just sell it to you. That's how I think about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was different. <laughs> I mean, I was the same way, but I. I I guess because I'm such I'm really a people person Mm -hmm. so I like to know where people's minds were and -hmm. it gave me an idea of who I should fuck with and who I shouldn't and who will be like the last time I would see them because it would be some people like okay I had one person (laughs) who was so DL that he was really really worried about who would see him when he got out of the car or just like oh my god oh dude who is he are we are we safe um does anybody live with you like all these extra mm-hmm. questions about making sure that his identity was concealed and in private so mm-hmm. i'm like okay this he was like okay do I your neighbors know about you yeah do your neighbors know like can you who cut knows your a- porch light off can you yes i don't want nobody to see me coming so in this, with hoodies hoodies drawstrings this down. motherfucker came to my door with a whole like robbery mask with the hose cut out i said oh this no. is tricking me you got to take that off before you come in and he said no i said well there's no session because i feel like i'm getting robbed Bye-bye. so bitch Bye-bye. good day that might be your fantasy and bitch uh-huh. it's not gonna happen to Today, Miss Girl. So just like those different type of people that you try I try to get and see what type of people they are, like by asking them certain questions and seeing how they are, it let me know like who I was gonna see once or who I was gonna see again. Because I've been robbed by somebody who I seen on multiple occasions and I, I feel like if I would have pride a little bit and got a little bit more into the his psych it would have gave me an idea of like this is the My person opinion. I want to see again mm. and then mm. and knowing that that and for me I don't care like I didn't give mm. a fuck mm-hmm. I don't like like I'm not deciding on your psyche what um what we go where we're going you feel mm-hmm. I'm not deciding mm-hmm. now of course if I feel like something is weird like I'm going at you. Usually you can out. feel it. You can feel it. Like if something's happening, because yeah. clients act the same. Even mm-hmm. if they fantasy is different, they yeah. when they come in, they act the same. They know this is a transaction. So when they come through the door, we are talking about escorting. We supposed to be talking yeah. about. Oh uh, yeah, we. But, but anyway. no, we it led from the escorts <laughs> that have been killed. Yeah. So but it's, it's okay. I will. So, I will say this as well before you start. So what I do is I never take any drugs with other people, even if it's weed. We don't smoke together as much as I like to right. smoke. I'm not about to smoke. If we go smoke, it's gonna be my own. I'm gonna be watching it. Amen. Um, what else? <laughs> um, make sure the money is there. You know, always protected. Always protection when we, you know, do if we do do anything fun. 
that's pretty much how I protect myself as best as possible. Other than that, it's kind of like it's, it's other than being aware of your surroundings, it's kind of no way you can really dodge that sometimes. I so it's that was certain my things that you're not. If they're myself. trying to get you, you're gonna get God. You gonna get God. Yeah. Like it's nothing. It's nothing. It's certain things that can kind of trick you. So, for example, if a client come through the door, you get to. Like they, it's only one thing that they're gonna do if they're a legit client. They're gonna give you your coin. <laughs> like it's yeah. not. It's it's just simple as that. They're gonna say, okay, let's. And me, I'm gonna immediately ask, let's get the business out of the way, baby, <laughs> so we can have some fun. <laughs> right. She's the same let's, way. I'm bad. I'm. Let's get the business out of the way. You know, I don't want to even want to worry about that. Let's get it out the way. Mm-hmm. So let's. So the fun can begin. Because <laughs> baby, the, yeah. don't don't no clothes hit the flow if ain't no coins been seen. Right. Because you might. Because I've had times where when I was younger, <laughs> when I was escorting when I was younger, I had times where I I was like, okay, the session has begun okay where's my coin and they didn't have the right amount of coin they had a coin but it wasn't the right amount <laughs> my rate is $300 and you got 40 you got about $40 it's some of them in a, yeah, in no a pocket full of weed and I was nah. oh, it's baby. some of them that's been clients for so long they try to manipulate you in a way, uh-huh. especially if you knew they see how, right and they'll see how low they can get you mm-hmm. to negotiate they got your full rate but they are gonna come and add you know just negotiating yeah. that's anything when they gonna come and ask us if they can get it for this And uh, but if a client is bullshitting he gonna come in and get to talking like he's bullshitting mm-hmm. oh I just wanna get to know you for a little bit before we start all that shit yeah. clients don't do but I say like, no. this, I say this though my worst my worst clients have been the women really? <laughs> yes yeah yes. I never <laughs> because it's it's a different type of way because they know you that they're women you women clients yes oh. I've had people call me <laughs> don't be shady oh oops my bad she know that she's trans women yes okay gotcha yeah <laughs> and a few cis women have called me but never went through with it yeah but... cis women call you but they <laughs> I ain't never had a cis woman yeah come through for real unless I they was, unless they by themselves oh I had one that tried but I was like girl I, I don't know I can't do that <laughs> she came <laughs> she wanted to but I said no man oh well I'm talking about coming uh-huh. So th- th- I've had one call me and set something up and didn't show up. The one, the cis women that actually come to get a session are with their husbands. Yeah. It's never them by themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, so I didn't. I've never experienced one that tried to come. Yeah, I've. It's really no way. That's why I don't suggest escorting to everyone. But if this, if that's your passion, go ahead and go for it. But like as much as as much as it made me numb to sex and stuff and people, it's just like it kind of warps. I don't want to say warps, but it kind of just makes you not care for sex. In a way, it's it's kind of a good thing because you have more discipline but then it's like mm, i wouldn't suggest doing it what it did for me was it showed me the difference between like having sex with somebody just to have sex with somebody versus just versus the power of the emotion the the, like having sex with somebody because you love them yeah there's a difference like no matter how prepared you could be 
people like this that's really predatory like politicians and stuff that know they could get away with bullshit like treating you like anything right. they're always going to be out there so right. it's kind of like i don't know if it's worth the risk because and then like a lot of the police will kind of look it over because you were an escort Absolutely. And so it's like i don't think it's worth it <laughs> a lot yeah, of the time i know a lot of girls who they had a client it went a shit turn left they got in a fight with the clients and when the police come and realize that it's a own some escort prostitute shit they're like mm-hmm. oh we right i don't give a fuck well, about you have a nice day have a nice day Stop like you was doing illegal shit anyway <laughs> yeah so this is what happened when you in this life we're not gonna Bye. protect you yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. that's just what it is and that's um, the sad truth but also it, 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 it takes me back to the air book i feel like there is a seduction that happens when you have these type of clients. We mm-hmm. all have had discussions privately with each mm-hmm. other where we're talking about somebody who make that sells you the sun, moon, and stars mm-hmm. about what they gonna do, what surgeries mm-hmm. they gonna buy for you, what they how they gonna take care of you, da 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 da. But and you know a lot of them would do it and they broke and can't do shit. But when you find that one, mm-hmm. that one. That you that can prove to you and that show they got the coin. that they got the action to do it. We all know that the lines get kind of blurred of what we will and won't do, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. When the no mother- shame. When the motherfucker can prove that they got the means to do, so that's when I go. That's when I think about when it comes to victims and agency, and when, when you're in the situation for a dollar. And or a come up or a come up it changes the rules about how far you're willing to go with this person mm-hmm. when when you know like a motherfucker R. Kelly come to you like I'm gonna make you an Aaliyah cause that's what he he got that could be too or just not even <laughs> I, I can't fucking sing I'm just a badass bitch with this sickening ass body <laughs> make me a video and, girl and or no you can bring me and make me come live in this beautiful mansion and I can what I'm gonna go back to the hood with my mama at the projects mm-hmm. or with in some smaller when I'm mm-hmm. sitting here living in this sickening ass mansion with a pool just on that simple level like this mm-hmm. is just a better living mm-hmm. <laughs> you know if I just follow the rules that I can be comfortable <laughs> you know I can I can't I, I can't tell you I don't know. I can't tell you how far I will be. I would go mm-hmm. if I met a dude who had the means to give me all the things I want. How far I could bend and compromise and contort myself into what he wants me to be. Right. I think that you would have to show me some shit. That's I think what because they of what got I've the been, means, though. I'm if not you got, about, but you would have. Even though you have the means, mm-hmm. you would have to do something. I said actions. Oh, I, yeah, didn't yeah, say, yeah. I didn't say. If you done got talking, a couple of things, then, talking. <laughs> but there's, but there are people who have the means to do stuff that don't have do any it. intentions of doing yes, it. But because yes. you see that they got it, it kind of make you think, okay, well then there's a it possibility gives me more that patience. If I see you got it, it gives me more patience. But what's gonna make me? conform a little bit is action Mm -hmm. like if i see you literally doing something for me that leads me in the right direction i'm like oh this can be cute i'm like where is this going and so and the the more you give the more because in my love language like when we talk about um you know the five languages of love my love language is acts of service so when people that's the easiest way to get in my heart no shade so (laughs) to come in and help 
unburden the load for me mm-hmm. it's like mm-hmm. ah, I love him <laughs> like, it's the easiest way to get into my heart to pull my heartstrings so I can't say that I couldn't be that person that mm-hmm. would I would I would like to say it that's what's scary about it <laughs> yeah cause they know they got money to do yeah all this crazy stuff it's like uh so when you you know when you get these <laughs> politicians that like Ed Buck that's promising this coin that's flying you out like I done been flew flewed out <laughs> you know what I'm saying don't you feel love when you get flewed out girl I do feel love like feel you love. and you ain't gotta pay for nothing you just yes. get flewed and when it's round flewed. trip bitch flewed bitch flewed. <laughs> I hate oh, <laughs> I remember this nigga in Florida. You know, and you you don't know if it's real at first, cause like you know, you hear the talking all the time, With the witchcraft and stuff yeah. like, that you want to get caught up in. <laughs> Baby, when that deposit hit my account, I was like, Ooh. "Oh, oh, I gotta get ready. I gotta pack <laughs> because my deposit was a nasty coin alone." So mm-hmm. what I asked for for the week that he wanted me to be there? A week. A week, right? <laughs> huh. What I asked for was a lot. <laughs> mm-hmm. And my deposit was already a lot. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. The deposit and you just pay me the rest when I get there. So when that deposit <laughs> hit my account, I was like, "Ooh, Baby, I had went and got some clothes and got, I'm became about to give the girl. A, I'm about to give you a week, baby. <laughs> and so it made me feel love. It made me feel like, oh, I'm about to come to this motherfucking city and blow his mind. <laughs> because if you got this amount of coins to do this, oh, I need to give you a low service. And that's what I did. Like it was so many things that with normal clients I wouldn't do. Mm-hmm. But because he had the means to do what I wanted to do what I wanted from him. Oh, I came down here and gave you the full service. <laughs> full service. You want the girlfriend experience? <laughs> yes. Here I cool. am. Right. <laughs> and so I can see myself now see because because my mother's an addict and I'm so anti-drugs, I think that is my limit. I think I would I think I've lost a lot of money because I didn't do drugs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Drugs ain't never been my bag because of my emotional disdain for them. Mm-hmm. It's never been my bag. And there are some clients that say, hey, baby, um, can we mm-hmm. party? I got yeah. your rate, but I don't want to party by myself. Right. They and if you can't you party, party then no. I don't. We I'm can't do it. Exactly. I'm okay. Yeah. And that's me. <laughs> I would lose a lot of money like that. Mm-hmm. I know I have because I done got calls um, in my heyday mm-hmm. where I'm like, a client God, even I'm, I'm sorry go ahead go ahead no there was a dude here named Dave here uh-huh. in Houston when I first came like in 07 this nigga would come to my house and stay from like say 9 at night all the way to 6 in the morning and long as I had the dope man coming in and getting him high he would be getting high and paying me hourly hourly my full service rate hourly it's the whole time long as I keep him high and in the house he Uh would leave my house once my dope man run out of dope he would leave my house and go to another bitch another trans bitch and pay her hourly and he would rotate (laughs) it all the time I'm talking literally we would go to the ATM and get money out (laughs) he'd give you the car and you just get what you want (laughs) and Dave was like this cool as hell white boy coins out from his family and that's but he get high and you had to get him high it can't be 
yeah, he gonna do some. He, he gonna suck your peas. He gonna do some freaky shit like that. But he got to get high. Like um, I'm trying to get high, and I know y'all got the connect. So what's up? <laughs> That's how he was. And no shade. And no, but there are drug men who do target the community. Mm-hmm. Like, you, like if you post an ad, you'll hear like you'll have like some dope dealers that'll hit you up and give you their prices you'll be like bitch I ain't, I ain't asked for but that I know you got clients that do mm-hmm. yeah, and we can do sure. some type of exchange exactly and what made me think of which made me think like when you're bringing up all these aspects of <clears throat> you know them being a client and what they would have done and like what type of things that he had them do and what they like what type of addictions he felt that they had and or oh if you do this with me or if you try this I'll give you this and this and what type of negotiating he had done in order to get them into that that predicament because they all overdosed on Um, drugs where I'm trying to party and play to keep this plot this client happy and I'm going over my limit yeah, from an escort it perspective, it sounds like, oh yeah, that seems really cool. That sounds like an easy dollar, yeah. but then you, then you have to be like, sit back and be like, damn, like, do I want this type of <laughs> person that really got something going on with them? Their addictions is this strong. They seem like they unpredictable. But if you are, you got the addiction too. It's like, <laughs> it's like two peas in a pie, bitch. Yeah. Like, ooh, girl. But then your addiction may not be as as hard as his. Because I, I, I'll say this, and then we can go to the next subject. I remember going mm. to a client's house, and he had coins, and like he had levels of getting high, like. He would start with the pill, and then after mm-hmm. the pill, he would um, he would do the weed. But then after he did the weed, he had I don't know he had some extra shit that I ain't never seen before because mm-hmm. I I don't know about the drugs. Then he would go to the extra shit, and then after that extra shit, it would be more some more extra shit. So it would be like levels to stuff. And then he would try to get me to try it. I'd be like, Oh no, baby, no, we're good. And those are the type of situations that a lot of escorts were put yeah. in. This one guy asked to do my tee shot. Like, he insisted it every time. I was like, why, weirdo? <laughs> just to give, just to do your shot. Yeah, it's that just like, so it's weird. a lot of weird stuff that yeah. they did. It's, I'm like, it's not worth it. Like, Mm-mm. it's not worth it for me. For me. If it's worth it for you, go ahead. Have fun. Yeah, these <laughs> motherfuckers, they don't. But what what is very clear is that these clients do not give a fuck about the person. Not they at all. Do, they, they are, you are there to fulfill a fantasy. And if you accidentally <laughs> die, whoops. That's, oh, that's, oh my God. And then the people in the public are not going to care for you. They don't care because you are, if you are in our situation, LGBT, mm-hmm. they don't care if you're in our situation that because you're black. black. They don't. They don't care. You just another person. They Statistic. might mention it. They might mm-hmm. mention it to acknowledge it, but that don't mean they care about it. Mm-hmm. But they're not gonna fight for you, darling. They're mm-hmm. not gonna fight to see the nuances that go came along with your death and why it was and why you was in that situation. They're not gonna care. Especially mm-hmm. if it's powerful man with money, we're just gonna try to protect him so we can keep getting this check. I feel like until yeah. we can make it like not illegal, but legal and safe and protected in a better way, then you can go out. That's something. That's like a business. Maybe you can go all out in. But as far as that, like you gotta really mm. not like right now. The way I look at escorting, and I'm not trying to say what you're saying mm-hmm. is not can't be possible because I know they tried to do it in different 
countries. No, they've like, done it in a lot of places. Yeah, yeah, but I just feel like a hustle is a hustle, and you always gonna have them three major aspects: either death, jail, or what was the other one? Death, jail, and something else. But yeah, you're always gonna have these negative aspects to. But if it's legal, you can go to jail. Yeah, if if it's legal, but I'm just saying, do you always have aspects to a a, a illegal? come up even if it's legal there's always an aspect to something ne- the negative mm-hmm. that's to come I yeah, can see that. Well, I'm just saying like it would be you know it would be more protected if it was legal so like as of right now it's just like I don't know I don't feel like it's worth it like I'd rather like try to hustle at the podcast hustle at <laughs> something else for right now get two jobs if needed get three if needed like so if it was but if it was legal they still would be overdosed and dead yeah you think so yeah why not mm-hmm. like okay it would be they a contacted way to... the escort agency boom they there it's true I would say it's a better way to trace them but that don't even matter if they know who it is yeah cause it's they know a... who it is these asses in the <laughs> <laughs> right oh man yeah I don't I know, know. <laughs> But yeah, <laughs> well, y'all tell us what y'all think. <laughs> oh my God! I want to thank all of our new patrons this week. Thank you, thank you, thank you! Yay, 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 yay! So not only are you helping to sustain this particular podcast, you know. I also donate to other podcasts. I donate to other organizations. I have my finger on the post of the community and i know a lot of grassroots organizations that are doing great work out here so you're not only helping to sustain us you're helping to sustain other people in a community because i put my money where my mouth is you know that's just the kind of bitch i am community is fuck (laughs) so thank you i really really appreciate you and if you have not become a patron why have you not? You can donate as low as a dollar a month. It doesn't matter. Anything helps. Please. Do I have to play Sarah McLaughlin and show you puppies? Like, what do I have to do? Do I have to do resort to what the white people do to get you to give them money? <laughs> All righty. Anyway, thank y'all. And the Patreon and PayPal link is at the bottom. Back to the show. All right. So I wanted to talk about... Um, you know, just making sure everybody is doing a lot of self-care and staying positive. You know, I had to bounce back from a traumatic situation, me and Mia. So we had to do a lot of outlets on how to heal from a lot of situations. And then when a lot of stuff pops up, like say a relative is moving in or a family member is moving in <laughs> or somebody is moving in. I know Diamond had experience with different people staying with her. And Mia had experience with, you know, taking care of people to be the provider and like the parent. And me, I have a background of my father bringing in like random white people in our house sometimes. Um, Random people in our house. Me having to stay with my grandma, be multiple children and just stuff like that. And I'm really big on my space and my space being sacred. So... I just wanted to talk about me as of right now, like what I'm doing to stay healthy and upright and kind. <laughs> Still trying to stay kind and a positive person. I, I work out. That's one of my things to do. Um, what else? That's really it. I like to get healthy food and try to make different things and 
that to feel like I'm bettering myself. And a lot of the times we go into a space where we just like it, everything just seems negative. You try to pick at everything that is going wrong with the situation, everything that is going wrong with you. How do you get out of the situation? Like, damn, if I had this together, then this wouldn't happen. So it's just like I realize the importance of like sitting back and just saying, hey, like, I'm going to just use this to make it into something positive. I'm going to make even though I feel uncomfortable, I'm going to flip it into something positive to where I'm bettering myself in a way. And a lot of people, they kind of take it overboard. Like I've seen some people where they like a lot of times they do what they stress with, like excessive working out to where like they try to like I remember seeing this man. He tried to run away from death and it all started off with him like just exercising to be an outlet for him. And like it's important not to make stuff to where you push yourself overboard as well. So I just wanted to talk about like how would y'all deal with a lot? Like how do y'all deal with y'all self-care? Um, do y'all feel like a lot of y'all self-care becomes toxic? Like Diamond, you say yours is sex um, and one of them is sex. Do you feel like in a way it becomes toxic for you sometimes? And Mia, does yours, your self-care become toxic for you sometimes? What are some of the examples that you say for me? Um you buying a lot like hella weed oh, <laughs> oh that's my self-care weed <laughs> that sounds yeah. like an addiction she buys a lot of weed <laughs> that sounds like an addiction <laughs> <laughs> whoa <laughs> had my played Nia has a pot addiction wow see. girl see she always do that <laughs> It's not no, I'm just joking. I'm just joking. No. But I know mine that could become toxic is that I become a hermit. Like I just run away from everybody. I just kind of want to run. <laughs> That's one of mine. And it, it starts off as self care. It's like, oh yeah. <laughs> and then I, before you know it, I'm gone for a year. <laughs> so that's me. Well, I'll let. I'll. I'll, I'll you want to go? You don't matter. Well, okay. So. Hmm. <laughs> Oh, she wasn't ready. So, I thought thought it was on the tip of her tongue. Anyway, (laughs) mine, so I don't think my self-care, my sex part of my self-care is is toxic because I'm always protecting myself and Mm -hmm. I don't, this is the thing about it, I don't, um, I don't have as much sex as people think that I do. Mm. So, for example, I have not been penetrated by a penis, which I do like, in about a year. Hmm. And most people. So you're a virgin like, again. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. A new that girl. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> so, so literally. So I haven't had, which is surprising to people. Where like what, bitch? <laughs> now I have. What's your count since, since the new year, bitch? <laughs> now, I, no, I haven't had. No, I haven't had nothing. I got my dicks up. <laughs> 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 but I do do that. I do mm-hmm. do that. But um, that's a number. I'm fine with it being a number, bitch. I ain't never been. I'm okay with my body count. <laughs> I don't know it, but I, I, I lost track. But <laughs> a lot of the bitch be tired a lot. But you know, it's. I don't think that part gets toxic. I think mm-hmm. what gets toxic for me is spending too much money. I do have a. That shopping thing, having mm. something new, mm. like having a new dress, having a new 
shoe is something that is um renewing unhealthy mm-hmm. about it so sometimes i'll spend money that i don't have on things just to feel pretty in and mm-hmm. that gets kind of toxic and irresponsible luckily i make a, um, i live well below my means mm-hmm. so that it doesn't hurt me if i was one of them people who lived like right at my means i think it would mm-hmm. eventually hurt me mm-hmm. so i don't i Luckily, I'm just responsible enough to live well about my means, and it hasn't been harmful for me. But mm-hmm. I think that gets toxic. I also am a person who, I wouldn't call it running away, but I do mm-hmm. isolate myself when I'm in, I don't call it depression. I'm not depressed. It doesn't be, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not that. I don't think that that is what I am. When I'm quick to cut people off, and so it isolates me. Like, if you don't live up to what I expect you to live up to um, when it comes to our relationship and our interaction, like, it, that forgiving side of me and allow you, because I don't just cut people off for no reason. Like, it's not like, oh, my God, you got smart with me. Or, oh, my like, God. bitch, you got a couple of tries. You got a lot, not just a couple, a lot of tries to get to the point where I'm cutting you off. And it's really... Mm-hmm something that's disrespectful is not some because i compromise a lot so when i get to that point i do push people away and and that can be kind of toxic so mm-hmm. i'm trying to think of other self-care things that i do those are two things that i know that i'm working on personally mm-hmm. that those side of me where i'm trying to control my money and control how can I engage with people, still engage with them in healthy ways, but without them being shady or without them mm-hmm. being in a in a position to harm mm-hmm. um, people that I care about? Not just some random motherfucker that's being shady. I'm talking about people that I love and that are in my life. How can I accept their flaws, but don't let them in close enough to be able to harm me with their flaws? And so yeah. that's what I'm still learning right now. Mm-hmm. And that balance is not always mm-hmm. healthy. I'm getting used to being comfortable with vulnerability. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> I'm so used to being my own support system emotionally. Sometimes I will admit I become, I become self-centered in a lot of situations. Like, because I've only listened to my own mind and my own perspective, it's kind of like sometimes I I don't view other people's perspectives a lot. Of, I don't put myself in other people's shoes. Like I have to work on empathy, empathy, empathy I guess yes. so to say. Because um, there's a difference between empathy and sympathy. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, and um, isolating myself at the right times. You know, finding that balance is always hard in a lot of situations. So it's important. For me, I always look at the future. Like, will my future self be would be okay with this action and stuff like that? Like, I have to think before I do. <laughs> and yeah, that's really my biggest problem is running away. Like, so I guess I'll talk about some of my self care. And um, I don't think weed is like the major part of my self care. A lot of it, when I am trying to self care. 
<clears throat> we we did helped me sleep at night. I have problems with sleeping, so I'll stay up forever. And that helps me um sleep. That also helps me be creative. So if I know I'm gonna about to uh, I'm about to do something interesting, like I'm gonna about to, I'm going to write, or I have uh, some things that I want to draw, like which I think is healthy is finding those 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 activities that you enjoyed when you were younger because I think as you get older you kind of forget them when you get tied up with bills and (laughs) different ways to evolve and you kind of focus on being an adult you kind of forget what you used to love so let me say this though because I don't think it's a problem with smoking weed (laughs) no I don't think so either but I'm saying You've even wanted to be like, okay, I'm going to stop weed for a while. So to me, that indicates, do you think maybe something is toxic in there? Because I would say, okay, why don't you just smoke at night? And so I'm like, okay, do you feel like it becomes toxic at some point? Because I know it Mm kind of can feel like you're a lot of the times like even me with working out a lot i'd be like okay sometimes sometimes i ain't even get enough calories to be working out as hard as i did today mm-hmm. so it's just like do you feel like at any point some of your self-care mechanisms become to where you like okay i need Toxic. to find a balance in this right yeah. well well I, well I wasn't done um stating oh, i'm sorry diff- no no you're okay i wasn't done stating <laughs> the different ways that i i self-care uh one of them is going out and seeing scenery like that it just does something for me like to go to a bayou or a park and look at nature because i really love animals and and just something about being one with knowing that you are part of the world when you i don't know it just it just it's very uh liberating for me and um i I love to run something about that just really wakens me up and gives me a lot of strength and the only thing I stop running is when the bitch start getting a little skinny. I'm like, ooh, girl, you looking real, real athletic. And I don't want to be that strong. But um, <clears throat> doing that, I'm eating healthy, drink, make sure I'm, I have a lot of water throughout the day. That that makes me feel good. It makes me actually feel like I'm doing uh, something good. Because, you know, you lose a lot of water from your body when you sleep. Just normal activities just to rebuild that um eating healthier knowing that i'm not consuming meat now it's been a really long time since i've now y'all ain't gonna lie i have mm, go ahead what is the no no no, what i i I don't know i'm trying to make it clear yeah i is you asked what are some self-care that can turn into something toxic Oh, well, that's I what think, I'm asking. No, no, I get what, it. I was going to go into that. Oh, okay. No, because the first question he was like, um, "What are some of your ways that you self care?" But that, that was, I was going to go into the second one. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. But though, I was just listening to like the self ways I self care. Um, the self ways, wait, the ways that I, <laughs> the ways that I self care. But um, I think that traveling is really good. Like meeting different people, going to different places that you never been to. Like experiencing life. I think it could be very isolating and it can it can cause um anxiety social anxiety if you stay to yourself too long Mm -hmm. um but the way some of my um self-care i think that can be toxic you were saying that i said that i want to stop smoking Mm -hmm. i wanted to stop smoking as much because i i damn near smoke every day but i was thinking like hey you know take a break see how everything goes because i don't want it to seem like I'm relying on smoking to to sleep when I know that I naturally can go to sleep if I go outside and I run and come back in I'll be so tired because I know 
if you were if you are an athletic person or if you remember when you were an athletic when you were younger when you would have a full day of activities you come home baby that 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 sleep is the best baby that <laughs> sleep is the best and i and there's different ways that you can cope so the reason mm-hmm. i think we i think we does something different for you than other people that I see. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I th- it, there's a difference because <laughs> Sativa does something different for me than they would for her, and then like it's just different ways it reacts. But uh, yeah, it gives what were we gonna you, say? Yeah, when you are high, like usually I can tell when somebody's high. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you is more trickier. Mm. Where, like Brandon I can tell when Brandon is high yeah me too Brandon, and I can tell when Z is high <laughs> like I can tell when because it abs- it almost reacts the same way in them but mm. you a person where it almost <laughs> it almost like she's the same like oh, opening you up like yeah. it, it, it's something about um, you not in your mind as much as you would be when you not high mm-hmm. so like mm-hmm. if, if when you high when you not high you like overthinking stuff and da 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 and, and thinking about how you say, gonna say it and da 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 where when you high it's like ooh I'm the this is I'm like, confident in yeah, a way yeah it's just like yeah. your brain just opens up and goes places whereas Z gets zooted <laughs> I, I don't see him zooted and then Brandon too Brandon will and, and I'm, I'm saying these people because these are people that I know that get high that I'm around recently <laughs> so and other people but they they get zoned I've never seen you zoned out when you was high mm-hmm. I'm so good too I'm so and too. so Brandon like his speech Brandon turns into a seven year old kid <laughs> Like how he talks to you, his emotions are like right at the thin layer of his skin. Mm-hmm. Like he is right there, ready to cry. If you what? if you take him there, like if something triggers that, like his emotions are like right there, like a seven year old. Mm-hmm. And so, it, I, I I I would just point that out because I think we just it does something way more different and positive to me. Mm-hmm. to you than it does to other people it does for me it um it it just um how can i explain it well what it does is it opens up your senses so say for instance you like a favorite song it's gonna be 10 times better or if you if you uh i used to smoke so don't be talking to me like i don't know what, what you do <laughs> to <laughs> i don't i smoked since i was in my early 20 early rich shit not even then but uh, i smoked every day all day between 17 and 20 oh okay so i know i didn't experience the bitch i ain't well yeah it doesn't it's not a <laughs> like, negative like a crazy like i can't control myself and mm-hmm. i don't know it you're not selling tvs experience. for marijuana right, you're not selling no, your tvs bitch. and spending your rent money for rent no, the not only right. thing is it be spending a lot of your coin <laughs> i mean but it's not something that i don't have Hmm. Like I, I wouldn't like if I only had a hundred dollars, I'm not buying gotta, no weed. Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. like she just got the weight. 
Black girl No I feel like it would Save a lot though I feel like For you Cause you've been saying You wanted to stop I was just like Okay maybe just go tonight Time No I wouldn't say like Stop When I would tell you oh, Okay I'm just gonna stop It would be like For a period Not for oh. like Forever Cause I don't think mm. it's something wrong with it I think Oh abusing it Can be Abusing anything Anything Food. Could be wrong Yeah, yeah. yeah And oh. I don't think That I have reached that part I just I, I don't know I'm I'm okay with smoking weed I'm okay with that I don't think it's nothing that's wrong um like I I couldn't do crack or meth or all, all those extra things those are real extra some <laughs> but yeah. I, I don't think that's ever been like my case cause some people smoke all the time I'm like oh my gosh I need to go higher than no bitch this some, is it oh sorry something that's that's common though is people take out um a lot of their emotions out on other people or other things. So I feel like that's also a toxic way that I, I've done before. I'm not going to lie. Like, I've done it before where I took, I took out my frustration on other people. Mm-hmm. And, like, I'm like, wait, that don't, that don't have nothing to do with them. And I think we all have been, well, I know I have been guilty. I think the thing is to learn how to see when you're doing this and to stop it when it happens and to like something about it you have to figure out okay this is actually a situation that i'm i'm mad about it's the situation that happened before that happened to me that i'm exuding this energy from that onto this person right yeah i think that comes with maturity you think so um yeah, I do think that comes. I think. And I, I'm sorry. <laughs> I keep on Go interrupting ahead. everybody. I feel like that's mostly what I dealt with with both of my aunts. Mm-hmm. They were they were showing a lot of their own insecurities and a lot of their own uncomfortability because they would put themselves on this sort of platform. Like, okay, well, my struggle is worse than yours, or this is what I dealt with. You're just young, and I you have to really see that when when other people do Trauma that to Olympics. you, right? <laughs> It's just like, ah, man, you got to get yourself out of that when you see somebody doing that to you or you see you doing that to you, to somebody. I don't think that's how I manifest. And, you know, I'm not perfect, so of course Mm -hmm. I'm. I don't think how, I don't, I think my mother, I taught how to engage, I was taught by how to to engage with people through my mom. Mm -hmm. And so my mom is a person who... Like that ain't never her. Like mm-hmm. um, she like I'm like I, I'm never gonna take my frustrations from a situation mm-hmm. and put it on somebody else because mm-hmm. that's not how I um it's not how I operate. I, I operate the opposite. Like I'm gonna be bullied and and this seems like it's not me because I'm I seem like a strong person, mm-hmm. but. I'm like that now because I work through shit. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But I'm the person who I will be bullied into, not intentionally, but because I cared about people's opinions and cared about how they felt to me about me, Mm -hmm. I would be bullied into not saying nothing. Uh, I would be bullied into of ruining this relationship. uh, Of ruining this relationship, and it could be a love or a platonic or Mm -hmm. you know whatever. I'm like, God, I just don't want to seem like the bad person, Mm -hmm. and so I never would blow up on people because I'm angry because that's not how I cope. Mm -hmm. I would be like, I would be like, 
Don't say nothing. Don't say nothing. Don't build say up, nothing. Don't up, say nothing. Don't up, say nothing. Don't up, say nothing. Boom. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> that would be me. That's how I. Um, Some. But it's specific to the person. It's not like don't say nothing to Jack because Jack did something to me, mm-hmm. and then boom, blow up at Jane. No, mm-hmm. it's Jane did this that triggered me three days ago. I mean, a month ago. Jane did this that triggered me. Three. I didn't deal with that then. Jane did this that tr- did something trigger me a week ago. Jane did this three days ago. Jane did this today. today. <laughs> Jane did today. <laughs> blow up. It's all about that sp- specific person. Mm-hmm. It's not really about. I, I don't really blow up on people. My mm-hmm. mind is too logical. Mm-hmm. Just how my mind works is too. I'm never going to be like, I'm mad at, at somebody at work and come home and be mad at my husband. That's mm-hmm. not, like, that is even how my mind works. My mind will immediately say, this, my husband didn't do this to me. <laughs> Let, sometimes, Give me yeah. a hug, baby. <laughs> yeah, sometimes it, 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 it's not necessarily, it hasn't been like that necessarily for me to where I'm taking out frustration. Sometimes it has been like, I'll be like, okay, I don't feel like talking today. It'll be something like that. But what a lot of people do is, and they don't notice, they'll put their, like, if they're dealing with paranoia or something, mm-hmm. they could try to make people be in that space too, to where they're like, you know, he'd be watching you and you know, he, cause I dealt with that at work before. Some girl was like, she dealt, like, she deals with a lot at home and then she felt like people were always watching. It was a certain paranoia that she she had and she'll try to make it seem like everybody was after me too and so trying to normalize it yeah in a lot of ways people could put on put things onto you whether it be sadness whether it be like feel sorry for me whether it be like this paranoia or whatever it may be in a way it can come in a lot of forms where you're actually taking out or they're taking out something on other folks and people don't even see that they're Mm -hmm. taking out something on you you know what i mean so <laughs> it comes in that form too but diamond said it comes with maturity mm-hmm. and so did you reach a, a a certain part in your life where you was just like i'm not letting it build up we're so gonna take care of this the now. build up not yes that for my personal i never had the issue of blowing up on somebody because of somebody else mm-hmm. that particular aspect but the the maturity of dealing with a situation when it happened and directly saying mm-hmm. like we talked about before the show mm-hmm. hey i have a problem with this before I even get mad to the point of blowing up, hey, this is problematic to me. This mm-hmm. is hmm, this is making me feel some kind of way. Where is this coming from? Why did you do this? Why did you, can you not do that? Did it, and like nicely, because I'm mm-hmm. still not angry yet, and mm-hmm. deal with it then. And it, dealing with something that's a problem for me early, mm-hmm. I had to learn. That's what came with maturity for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, dealing early on and not letting it go, go, let it go, let it go. Oh, and making excuses for them mm-hmm. or making it seem like my I'm the type of person that make it seem like, oh, it's maybe I'm tripping. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm tripping. Maybe I'm being petty. Maybe I'm, did I, I'm that person mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. my strength, I had to say, because I do feel I'm objective and balanced. Like, I don't feel like I'm a selfish person. Mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. feel like anything that I ask somebody to do is unreasonable. I don't feel like anything mm-hmm. that I ask somebody to do um, is... It's outlandish it's or something. so like, outlandish. <laughs> I I'm wouldn't like, do it myself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I'm like... Mm. And, and any issue that I've had with somebody, they would say that. They would be like, oh, that's not reasonable. That's not unreasonable. It's not like, oh... It's just... it's. I'm, I always... Because I'm that person who... I'm always thinking about how does this... 
my I'm, I don't have a problem with empathy because I always think about how how it it's making them else. feel. How what if I was in their shoes? It's something that just I naturally do that I think mm-hmm. I learned from my mother, and so. But empathy can also force you in a situation where somebody is taking advantage of mm-hmm. your empathy and using that to guilt trip you into doing something that they want you to do that's not healthy that's harming you mm-hmm. and I will be that person yeah. and so I had maturity taught me that you know to boundaries that's really mm-hmm. all it's about just how how far can do I need to take this to where it's not harming me but I'm still open to people and open to loving people mm-hmm. and open to helping and caring for people but not harming myself in the mm-hmm. process of making these compromises and so that's for me that's what it was the maturity came with that right and if you're a person that's been like where people would try to use you a lot and stuff it's just kind of hard to know when the empathy is turned on or if somebody's trying to play something on you it's kind of like a paranoia i had to undo like kind of like you know especially for those givers yeah, it's, yeah and then like people prey on that a lot of the times i know so many people that has been preyed on like by people that want to use folks mm-hmm. like in so many <laughs> like my mom like it's just yeah like me it's just crazy so so what the way that you protect yourself from being used is just letting the bitch know right up here oh wait a minute whoa <laughs> not too much Stop not right too there. much girl this makes me feel this way i ain't trying to be shady but bitch this is how go. i feel right mm-hmm. and it doesn't build up empathy. building up that can cause stress and what we know about stress stress is very bad for our health yeah Killer. don't Killer. let that people have heart attacks because of stress yeah, yeah. don't let that empathy and kindness go away despite all the shit that people mm, try to project you on you still leave yourself open still be the kind giver but mm-hmm. you know just set your boundaries of yes. what, what you can take and what you're not gonna take boundaries and that doesn't and make you a bad person mm-hmm. it doesn't make you a bad person to voice that something that is toxic is making it toxic for you mm-hmm. and know when you're becoming toxic and your self-care can be toxic for other people and we will seeing it as self-care sometimes it sometimes it's not really self-care not the self-care itself but know when you're deeming something self-care when it could be really selfish some toxic bullshit yeah that you're doing. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> oh i'm i'm leaving the house because i'm mad and i'm not coming back until you get your shit together this is my self-care <laughs> <laughs> but really you the motherfucker that's doing shit that making mm-hmm. shit weird and this is just you holding them emotionally hostage yeah. <laughs> right. like making threats and you're mm-hmm. violent and like shady <laughs> so yes you gotta know when to rein your toxic behavior back and stop letting it be um guised as self-care all right so i want to tell y'all this story mm-hmm. so story time <laughs> so i have um so y'all know I'm married now for some activist reasons, right? Right. So I was married before <laughs> for, you know, romantic love reasons. Mm. Where did y'all get married at? Um, The first time? Mm-hmm. Um, here. At the courthouse? 
The whorehouse. The courthouse. Oh, yeah. I didn't in this. At the brothel, like, oh, bitch. You got that at the brothel? In Vegas at the whorehouse. Um, I thought you said whorehouse. I was like, damn. Um, that's bitch. Where did I do that at? Um, so, yes, here at the courthouse. So, I was in a relationship with him from 2005 until 2010. Mm. Um, Y'all was married for that long? Most of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> so he date. So wait, this is how long you were in a relationship with him. But when did? How far into the relationship did he propose? Um, about a year and a half. Mm-hmm. So it was all good. Um, we got along. Everything was great in regards to how our chemistry was, but um. The sex was horrible. <laughs> okay. Really? Oh, man. He had a good job, so the bills stay paid. Um, horrible how, though, because I don't want to laugh at it if it was The abusive. whatever kind of horrible. Not horrible, not abusive. No, okay, no, no. okay. No, hell no. <laughs> no, but just not good. Dick was small. <laughs> nut too fast. Everything, everything that can be laid about sex, late. Don't want to give. Don't want to give head. Don't got no dick. Oh, come no, too no, fast. No, no, no. Everything that can be laid. <sighs> but he was. Everything else was right. But uh, that. But that. So because. So did you get a piece on the side? Wait, 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 wait. So I'm just th- you know sex is your self care. This was a horrible relationship. So I'm just the foundation from the top to the bottom. It was a horrible relationship. Don't ask me how I got any. Don't. This just what it was. Okay. So because he couldn't, he didn't want to step up and be the the part whatever I needed to be in the beginning. I was quote unquote allowed. To escort. Oh, oh. So, wait, wait. So since I'm, he I'm his dick was bad, tea. he was like, "Oh well, you can no, have some dick." No, that's not why. No. Oh. No, 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 no. That's not why. <laughs> wait when did first he of all, first of all like i just told you i can get into i can get bullied into nothing compromise the compromising in a way that can kind of be unhealthy so i would never tell this nigga that his dick was trash <laughs> never because he had he was doing so much for me that I would never be like, mm. I would say stuff in a nice way, like, mm, I wonder if we can do this. Let's, 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 let's try it in this position. Uh, try it in that position. You still come in, in one minute. Hey, try it in this minute. This is the first motherfucking nigga that said, you too wet. That's why I come mm-hmm. fast. Who complains about wetness? Yeah. Oh, I- that was an excuse, my darling. I know, I know. I, he couldn't, child, get out of here. So, went into this whole situation. Totally unhealthy. So, I was escorting. We was together. If I was ever in, because he didn't want to step up and do all the money stuff. Like, he did some things. So, don't get me wrong. He did some things. And so, um, of course, I wouldn't have been with him if it wasn't something, mm-hmm. some kind of exchange. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so, I, the point is the the relationship 
was unhealthy on many levels, but because of who I was and my support system was in shambles. My mom mm-hmm. had relapsed. My brother wasn't old enough. He was in his teens to do any kind of help. I don't have aunties. Um, I have an aunt Georgia, but she was going through her little bullshit, chasing her niggas. My support system was almost non-existent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So this person was in my corner helping me when I needed to be helped. And I wasn't getting abused. There was no cussing me out or hitting. You get what I'm saying? It was nothing that was like so toxic that I was like dealing with it like that. Only thing bad was the sex was bad. But our chemistry and him being there for me was good. So Damn. There was so many things that happened in five years that we was talking. There's so many things that happened. Like, I remember he's the one who, when my mom, when I was staying with my mom in Mississippi, he's the one who was like, well, you can't stay with me because my brother stays with me. And so, but I'll get you because, and I'm on the down low, quote unquote. And, but I'm going to put you, I'll get you uh, an apartment. I paid the first three months rent. Huh. You get what I'm saying? So I came to me, moved to Houston in 07 and boom, he paid my first three months rent and I'm, escorting and da 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 but it got to the point where he didn't like the escorting mm. so he would dangle my surgeries because you know I was saving up for FFS I was mm-hmm. saving up for surgeries that I wanted and he would dangle my surgeries this mother came to my house and counted out 15 stacks on my bed in the promise of once I flip this you gonna um, I'm gonna be able to give you your surgery money but I need you to go back to school I'm tired of you escorting so in 09 I went back to school (laughs) and so I stopped escorting that's when I stopped so I stopped advertising so let's say that um stop advertising and i wasn't seeing as many clients It, it just felt stupid to if a regular client called not to take the course but <laughs> you know mm-hmm. it, he, the promise was if I went back to school he would pay for my surgery just stop escorting he'll take care of everything and that's in the beginning that's what it was it was him taking care of everything and da 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 so I went back to school and da 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 so it got to the point where I needed to move okay I needed to move and I hit this lick and I needed to move from the north side and I needed to move on the southwest. I hit a lick, like a lovely lick. Uh-huh. That didn't have nothing to do with him. It was just random luck. Hit a lick. Uh-huh. And so I needed to move. So for to- those who don't know what a lick is, <laughs> <laughs> what's a lick diamond? I, I looked up on the situation, you know, mm. where a bag could be got and the bag was got. <laughs> And so, but I needed to move from this bag to work, and it was cute. Cute as fuck. Mm -hmm. So, it would secure me into where I am now. Just a secure bag. It just got me in the position to accept a whole new bag. It was, I don't want to go into my business, but yes. (laughs) So, the bag was secure, and I needed to move to another spot. I had hired movers, and he was supposed to come. And help me move with my gay friends. He had a big issue about my gay friends. No, I'm not coming moving with these faggots. <laughs> wow. I'm not. I don't want to be wow. out in all this. He was down low. 
And mind you, we had been together at this point uh, uh, four, four and a half years. And so I was like, what? Like, why are you? And he, mind you, he done been in my house with the gays around, Kiki in. Like, it's no nothing. So this was really strange to me, okay? Mm. I'm not, we was, I posted a move February the 1st in 2010. He was like, I'm not going to be able to come. I'm not comfortable. Boom. We got and blew up. We got into I'm like, motherfucker, you know these people. You done been around them. Where is this fucking shit coming from? And we go off. Da, 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 da. Fuck you. I'm like, fuck you, nigga. I'm tired of this download shit that you got going on. Mm-hmm. And remember, I just said I secured a bag. So at this point, I didn't really need him financially anymore mm-hmm. because I was just in a situation where like you really all the good things about you don't serve any purpose anymore mm-hmm. so you got trash dick and you don't serve no coin purpose <laughs> oh i'm in a little bit of position of power now and this is becoming my leg so <laughs> i'm out of here all right so it was multiple things in this situation that turned into something late and sorry and like we almost got in a fight on the on the highway oh. um he would play with my security insecurities like he would say shit mm. i wonder if I dropped you off at this ratchet ass mall, you remember when Sharp Town was a mall mall, and mm. it was parking people was, but it was like ghetto fabulous, yeah, ratchet. ghetto fabulous ratchet. <laughs> and he made this little suggestion, like if he just dropped me off at the mall and just watch, and people, and he just stayed behind me and just watch how people react to me. That was his fetish. No, not on no fetish. He was trying to. He was telling me basically to prove my fish. And I'm like, why am with? Why am I with a nigga who's trying to? Mm-hmm. with that you know what i'm saying i'm like yeah. it was so strange and weird it just started to be toxic mm-hmm. even more toxic mm-hmm. and once i got secured the little bag that i secured he, my need for him got less and less and less and less so that was mm-hmm. from 2000 and we went through so much like i gave him my dog and for like a month he had took my dog and didn't bring it back mm-hmm. um it was so, it just was a lot of weird lot of shit weird. that didn't make sense. Mm-hmm. He brought his niece over to my house. So, I, remember, y'all know the situation where I, where I had um, stabbed the dude because he was trying to, um, Eric, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. dude. So, I had got on probation because of that. I talked to y'all, talked mm-hmm. to y'all about it. I got on probation and he's the one who paid my bond. And mm-hmm. so, he found out the tea about that, about the situation and it turned into this blow up thing and i'm like nigga i ain't talked to you in a month and you whack da, da, da. so it turns into this whole little thing so i'm trying to give you all, all these little tidbits of stories about the situation mm-hmm. and when he came to pay my bond he brought this little girl who was his niece named mia hmm. wow gorgeous little girl came and we sat in and he would do these little things to pull my heart heartstrings so he brought the little girl and she's we slept with her in the bed and we was talking about like what how we gonna adopt kids and how like we can make this happen and da 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 his niece was so gorgeous and so um we went out shopping for her it just was so many cute little things how old was she she was a baby like she uh, couldn't be nothing but like eight months old uh, um so gorgeous little girl and um so he took the little girl back to his um his brother so i'm i'm giving you all these little things of how he would pull me back into my heart by doing these little special little cute little uh, things or whatever um and mind you he would if i was in a bind he would come and save me out of the bind mm-hmm. So, mm. that was from 2005 to 2010. So, one time, 
we had got into it in a truck and he called me back on accident and the voicemail was on and it was recording him mm-hmm. while he was on a three-way with his brother mm-hmm. okay and in the recording the brother asked him, "Nigga, what's wrong with you?" And he was like, "Oh, I just got in. I just got into it with my girl because I did just get into it with him, and I jumped out the car and went home, called a cab home. It was just all kinds of crazy. Like I was about to mace him, and because I thought he was about to hit me, mm-hmm. he had never put his hands on me. But I thought that day he was. I just felt it in my spirit because I done been in mm-hmm. with my mom. I done been in a situation where men was abusing her, and mm-hmm. I could sense this feeling like he's about mm-hmm. just like I could sense when he was about the, her men was about to hit her." can sense that he was about to hit me mm. and i was like nigga i don't know who else you been dealing with before me <laughs> but mitts hands getting put on diamond styles oh baby that changed the dynamic of our relationship you're gonna get every energy of this toro understand that's not it that i'm not that <laughs> come on man stop you're gonna get these mitts understand <laughs> and i said and i would start shaking my mace baby i'm not the one to do that like I don't, I don't know what you used to in your past, but hands and me don't mix. <laughs> we can argue. You can call me bitches. You can call me whatever. But hands, no. Put keep your mitts to yourself. So I end up jumping out of the car and jumping into a car with Trey. Hmm. Nigga pulled up to the front of the car and pulled his gun out on the niggas in the car because I was trying to get the niggas to take me home. Mm. pulled out the gun out to the niggas I had to get out the car it was crazy but I called a cab and they was end up taking they, they the cab he wasn't gonna pull the car out the gun out on a cab because cab called police on your ass that was regular niggas so I end up driving home so when we were arguing on the way home remember he left the voicemail on my phone the voicemail is his brother asking him like what's up what's wrong with you and he was like I just got into it with my girl blah 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 and then he was like, oh, what happened? He was like, oh. He was like, which one are you talking about? <laughs> so this is in the voicemail. He was like, oh, this is the black one. <laughs> now he was like, <laughs> right. So wait, wait, wait. He was like, this is the black one. Now this all recorded in the voicemail that he don't know he's on the recording. Mm-hmm. He was like, this is the black one. He was like, oh. He was like, yeah, she thought I was going to hit her today. Da, 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 da. He was like, shit. If it was the Mexican one, she, you know, <laughs> she, she wouldn't. She wouldn't, I wouldn't have to deal with her. I'll smack her around and she don't do shit. This is the black one. Wow. So in this moment, I'm a, I'm finding out that you have another girlfriend who's Mexican, right? Mm-hmm. And you abuse her, but don't abuse me, but you was about to try it. Mm-hmm. Okay? So, 2010, February 1st, I was supposed to move and he gave me this bullshit excuse about how he did not want to um, Wait, so not- you had paid it? Yes, <laughs> yes. But I'm, I'm telling you all these tidbits to get to the bulk of the story. Oh, okay, it's more too. So February first of 2010 is when our relationship ended because he said he did not want to come help me move into my new apartment um, with these faggots from the north to the mm, south. From the north gotcha. to the southwest. I was over it based on all the things from the girlfriend, from the all the weird shit going on, um, all the crazy shit. He had enough money to pay for stuff, but it just shit was getting weird. It was getting weird. Like it was some things that weren't adding up. 
I would the confirming of the other girlfriend made a lot of sense. It was it just was weird. And so when I talked to him about it, he totally denied it. He said I knew I was being recorded and I just did that for wow, he said he knew he was being recorded and he just did that to get me mad. I didn't whatever. believe that. Because yeah. the your brother didn't know he was being, was being recorded. I can tell by the conversation. Mm-hmm. But anyway, he never admitted that it was real. Fast forward. So I stopped. I changed my number, didn't give him my address. This is February 1st, 2010. Didn't give him my address, didn't give him any kind of information, didn't fuck with him no more, didn't talk to him ever, ever again. Still haven't talked to him to this day. Mm-hmm. Okay? Fast forward. Has he tried to reach out to this day? Yes. He tried to reach out and text me from a new number trying to become a client. Oh. So... Fast forward to 2016. I get an email from his email saying, hey, is this Diamond Collier? Are you Diamond Styles from YouTube? And I was like, yes, who is this? She was like, I'm Kenan's wife. Can I talk to you? From his email. Hmm. And so I'm thinking initially that it is him just trying to get me uh-huh. to talk to him since I've been blocking him for years. Uh-huh. But just in case, I say, here, here's my number. Call me. Because if you call me from your number, you're going to be blocked. You know uh-huh. what I'm saying? Uh-huh. So she calls me. Literally calls me. So we get to talking. Now, mind you, I stopped fucking with him in 2010. This is 2016. Uh-huh. I say, hey, how you doing? She was like, hey, um, so yes, I'm Keenan's wife. I was like, how long have y'all been married? And she was like, oh, I married him February 1st, 2010. What? Oh, wow. I was like, how long have y'all been fucking around? (laughs) She says, oh, I stopped fucking with him in 2006. What? I was like, y'all got kids? Yes, I have a daughter named Mia that I had in 2008. I have a daughter named Mia that I had in 2008. Okay. I'm confused. He was married to you, though. He was married to both of them. Oh, oh. No. Oh. He married her after I stopped oh, fucking with him. Okay. Remember, I said I was moving on the first. She said she got married to him on February, February 2nd of 2010 so he couldn't make his own wedding he couldn't help me move and make his own wedding at the same time right <laughs> crazy but okay. he was he had been fucking with her gotcha since 2006 i met him in 2005 gotcha and so he brought the new baby to you after it was born pretending that it was eight months baby. after it was born but let me add more remember i told you that the dog came up missing for a month mm-hmm all right. Remember, I told you that. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know why he didn't bring the dog back. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden he brings the dog back. Mm. All of February. That was February of 2008. Mm. The baby situation happened in December. Mm. The daughter coming, him bringing mm-hmm. the niece, quote unquote, the niece mm-hmm. to my house. The fucking... He brought the baby, he brought my dog to her house as a gift to the baby. Mm. My dog. Mm -hmm. (laughs) As a gift to the baby. And she was like, he brought that fucking dog. Because in, oh, I forgot, in the email, she says, do you got a dog named Dexter? (laughs) And I did. So these are all the tips that I was like, this can't be 
She like, must have been doing she some has, research. Something, something has happened. <laughs> she tells me that he brought the dog as a gift to the baby, and a month later, the dog just came up missing. Mm-hmm. but he brought him back to me. Oh. You see what I'm saying? She was like, I know your name is Diamond Collier because I would see bills being paid in your name because all my house shit was in my name and he would be paying bills at the house mm-hmm. because at some point in time we were living together too that I thought mm-hmm. on the north side and she was living with him on the other side of town. Mm-hmm. That's why I never would come because we... We didn't officially live together. I knew he had his own apartment, but I never went to that apartment. Mm. Because remember, he told me that he had a brother that stayed with him and he was on the down low. But it wasn't the brother. It was her. Mm. And I say, oh, when I got, I I know his brother. She was like, you know his brother? You done met his brother? She was like, yes. She was like, so you been fucking with him and the brother know me and you and he ain't said nothing? Yep. Gag. She says, she was like, I would see Money Graham sent to you. He told me that you were his cousin. And because your last name is French and we from New Orleans, wow. I thought that that was, you was the cousin. Wow. And so are, she was like, when, he, when his car broke down, did you give him some money to get his car fixed? I said, well, yes, I did. I did give him money because he had gave me so much shit in the past that I felt like I owed it to him. And so I gave him $200 to get his car off the lot because he, he was 200 short some kind of reason and I gave him 200 but he had given me so much money before that was like a drop in the bucket to give it back to him yeah. <laughs> so it was nothing and so she was, I was like you talk about the yellow car she was like yeah it was a yellow Delta 88 old school car and that he loved and she was like yeah I was like yeah I'm the one who got that black truck off the lot I didn't he put he put the most of the money down but he needed an extra $280 and so she was like yes I'm the one who and she just starts spilling all of this tea and I was like um and since since now I'm getting all the tea of him um that really he was cheating on both of us he was living mm-hmm. a double life that's I was old on school. one end. Old Grandpa. Yeah. Papa was a rolling <laughs> stone. Baby. Wherever he laid his hat was his home. <laughs> so he she was giving me all this tea. Like she told me about the daughter. I was like, she was like, did you buy her some bobby socks with some neon balls on the end of them? I said, yes. <laughs> we went to this store and she lived for them socks and I bought them for her. She was like, when he came home with them socks, I knew a woman bought them socks because that ain't him. He ain't going to do that. Mm-hmm. And she was like, he was like, he just saw him and thought they was cute. But no, this ain't his style. Mm-hmm. But I remember him bringing my baby home with them fucking Bobby socks. And in my mind, I was like, a woman did this i know he did not do it and i told her he brought that baby over him over my house pretending that it was his brother's baby and because the baby was so beautiful i didn't think that it was his baby because (laughs) (laughs) i didn't think that it was his baby so i thought it was a brother baby so it was no reason for me to do it i was like who baby is this i was like (laughs) It can't be yours because I'm looking like you. And, you know, this is what it is. <laughs> so she was like, well, yes, that's my baby. And at the time that you said she would have been eight months at the time that you said you met her. 
I can't believe he came over there and played house with you with my fucking baby. <laughs> that would have burnt my pussy. <laughs> she was over it on the phone. I know yeah. she was. And she was like, and she was like, I. She was like, how I found you is one day I came in the house and he was on your YouTube and tried to click it off, and I went into history and found you. And then I remembered that there was you. He had a suitcase in the closet with naked pictures of you, but oh. they weren't naked, naked. They weren't dick out naked. They were just, Lingerie. you know, if you just saw him, you would have thought I was a regular chick in sexy clothes. Mm-hmm. Mm. So she was like, it wasn't until I went to your YouTube that I found out that you were trans. So what the fuck is that? What? <laughs> But he always act like he is so anti-gay when some gay people come on the fucking screen he's giving Ugh, this gay shit and da 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 mm. I said baby now this is my time to spill you some tea <laughs> <laughs> I said baby he ain't baby he ain't tripping about no gay shit he was slobbing on his knob oh! <laughs> he was oh! we, we were doing everything that could be done only thing that we didn't do is I didn't fuck him I say he but wouldn't every, bottom every, he wouldn't bottom but he definitely slobbed on his knob in the time that we was in the situation <laughs> and so he had uh, tons <laughs> did tons of gay stuff so and we would be like I said we would be sitting in a house with, with gay folks and we would have conversations about how you in the gay community you in the LG not you're in the LGBT community because you are you are you are my lover and da 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 I am a T and so you are part of the community right. through that so we had all these comments. She was gagged. She was like, I just can't believe that this is what's going on. But I know you telling the truth based on all the details that you are giving me about situations. This nigga, we are into Supernatural. He took me to San Antonio. There's a place in San Antonio where some kids got killed on a bus. And so the legend is at these specific train tracks that if you put your car in neutral they will push like you can google this they will push your car over the train tracks and so we went there and literally when you put your car in neutral you're and it's going uphill you know if you're in neutral you will roll back down mm-hmm. we would go we were going up the hill for whatever reason in neutral in neutral i, I don't know it was real I so i don't know yeah you can look that up but anyway when that's I told, DC. when I told, that was RT. We My teacher like no that. When I told her that story, she was gagged because he did the exact same thing uh, to her and uh, took her to San Antonio for that experience, just like he did me. <laughs> <laughs> so we stayed on the phone and this is how he got off with it so this let me explain this too this is how he got off he told me that he worked for a barge anybody who know niggas that work for a barge they be out at sea for like three weeks and then they come back for another like two weeks and they mm-hmm. kind of back and forth so he would be with me for two weeks and then be with me for three weeks and be with her for two weeks or vice versa me with for three weeks um her for three weeks and me for two weeks and so what we, the fuck was he doing he was he was literally just he told us that he worked at a barge both of us. Well, how did he get his coin? That's he he did work not oh. at the barge though. Yeah, <laughs> he didn't work at the barge, but that's how we both thought he was gone all this time. He was literally leave, living double lives, mm. like be with Shit, her, and triple, be with me. quadruple, maybe, maybe. No, yeah. I don't think I don't think that's it because we, really? we the, everything connected. Oh, like okay. when we started to talk about shit and shit gotcha. was happening in this process of five years, he 
Like we've just connected all the dots, all the weird shit. Receipt she was fine for money. Um, pictures of me that she will find. She was like, I knew it was you because I've been seeing your pictures float around. He told me that you was one of his old prostitutes. Oh, oh. <laughs> because, oh. and he said that he showed me your ads. And so, oh, because remember, just I told, in case it, it did pop up, exactly. Bitch. And so he was like, I. She was like, I. I thought you just was an old prostitute, and <laughs> and, and he used to pimp you, and now you out oh, on your own. Wow. Because that's how he told. That's how he sold wow. it to me. And I was like, oh no, he didn't use a pimp nothing over here. Any coins that I made, he wasn't getting nothing. I was getting all his coins, and so that's why you were seeing them twelve hundred dollar money grams. <laughs> <laughs> where you were seeing coins coming to me to Diamond Car. You never seen no coins other than the 280 for that um for that car. You never seen no coins coming from me. <laughs> so he wasn't pimping nothing. And so um so we stay on the phone for like six hours, bitch. Six yeah, because y'all had like tons years of hours, of years of tea to spill, and we just sipping and a sipping and, and a sipping, gagging and a sipping, <laughs> gagging and a sip, 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 sip. Oh, this hot bitch, it's hot. <laughs> Blow it a little bit. This tea was hot. So, so she started spilling tea about their relationship, like you know that it started when in '06 and how it started, how he met her at a mall, and I remember him telling me a story to get me jealous about him meeting this badass Mexican at a mall. And I was like, well, go fuck with the bitch then. Da, 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 da. And he was like, I ain't meet nobody. Da, da, da. He, he would, everything that he would say to me and to her, we had a correlating story to how we knew about each other, not necessarily knew about each other directly, of how our stories coincide in regards to timing. And then she would talk about um, how he would beat on her. Like, this was a part of... Him being abusive was a part of their relationship. Like, it, and it was not a part of mine. We were not... Like, until that situation where we were in the car, where I thought that he was going to hit me, it we never was in a situation where I felt like he was going to hit me. He was always sweet to me. He was always... Until that moment, I was like, oh, this nigga, it could be a t- an abuser. But she said, baby, he don't mind putting the mitts on her. And so she would give me all this story about how, you know, he would abuse her. And that, that was a part of the narrative of their relationship. Then I started to talk to her about how when he contacted me, he started to try to tell me these lies about, you know, because they had more children. It was just it's not just the daughter. They had a son as well. And I started to calculate times when we got into it and how um, when their baby was born and how he would get into it with me on purpose in order to be away from me, in order to be gone for a month and I and I and I stopped fucking with him. And so in that month, a new baby would be born because they got like two or three kids now. So during that time, you know, more babies were being born and he would purposely get into it with me so I could be, you know, out of out of the situation. And I would think that it was me doing it because I'm the bitch, like I said, I'm the bitch who pushes people away and will stop talking to you, will stop taking your calls and da, 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 da. And that's how he would, he know that I'm like that and he would use that to his advantage when it was time for him to have babies. So all of this tea is being spilled and now, you know, we've come and we've been talking for six hours and we're really... Um, you know, getting down to the nitty gritty and we done get and we done got everything out. So 
all right, so I mean, where do we go from here? And so she was like, I he's about to come back. So she lives with him and they have more children. Oh. She was like, the reason why I said, if you've known it, because she said she had an inkling about my, me for years. She found my YouTube years ago. And I was like, well, why are you hitting me under now? She was like, because you posted a screenshot last week that showed me his conversation. And even though you blocked out his name, Mm -hmm. I can tell by the dialect in his conversation that it was him. Mm -hmm. Like the way he spelled words, the way he structured Mm -hmm. his sentence, I can tell that it was him. And it was basically him. He sent me a text message. And it was him trying to turn me into a client. Like he was trying to turn, he was trying to say, turn you into a client, not turn me into a client, turn him into a client oh. for me. He was like, what if I pay you? Can I come see you? Can mm-hmm. I come fuck with you? I know you don't want to talk to me no more, but what if I pay you? Will you come? And I was like, no motherfucker. I'm in a whole different space in my life. I'm not even escorting. So mm-hmm. the, I don't escort no more. So you got me fucked up. I'm not fucking with mm-hmm. you. You not going to ever see me again. You are whack. You are tired. Blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And she was like, and so I posted on Instagram. If you go to my Instagram, go back some years, maybe 2019, I mean, 2016. If you go back, you'll see a screenshot of him, that conversation. And so she follows me on Instagram and I didn't know she followed me on Instagram. Mm. <laughs> so she saw that, emailed me from his email because she he still had me on the email and then called me. And so before our conversation ends, she was like, oh, bitch, he's on the way back. So <laughs> yeah, what you- good girlfriend. What we don't be big good Judy, <laughs> she was like, bitch, What should I do? Should I confront him now? I was like, Bitch, you just tell me he beat your ass, bitch. You know, he gonna beat your ass. Girl, <laughs> so I don't, I don't that's probably it. not a good thing to do. That's girl. not a good thing to do. It is what it is. So she was like, Okay, so I'm about to go. I'm about to here he come through the door. So she hangs up. Maybe three hours later, she calls me back and she was like. I didn't say nothing, but um, she was like, I got to get out of this because he is mm. abusive and mm. I got to get out of it. And she was like, and knowing all of this, I feel like I have enough power to get out of it and get all my kids mm-hmm. and get da 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 But you know, he crazy. Like he probably would try to kill me or something. And da 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 I was like, yeah, he is crazy, girl. <sighs> I don't know how to suggest what you should do. She was like, if I go to court... And try, will you go to, will you testify on my behalf in this situation? Mm. And I was like, so that brings me to my question to y'all. So she was asking me to come as a witness to like a character witness or something to be on her side. And I told her, I was like, I can't do that. Mm. I'm telling you the tea, but at the end of the day. We know who we are dating. We know he crazy. And he will do something. They were so, emphasizing on the R. Kelly docuseries that it takes someone seven to ten times to get out of a domestic abuse situation. And I think this was her situation. She mm-hmm. said she had been trying to, but he took mm-hmm. care of all of everything that financially it was not smart for her to leave and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. And so... She asked me to come and be a part of her divorce stuff. She was like, because I want to get a divorce. And I was like, no, because you, you a regular cisgender chick. Me, I ain't fuck with this nigga in years. He can come shoot me. He knows where I work because he didn't text me. Mm-hmm. I saw you at your job. Mm-hmm. 
That's so creepy. Yeah, he does stalker ass shit. Mm-hmm. And we, me and you both know that he's crazy. He got a jacket. He didn't been to prison before. I was like, you know the potential of this. And I'm like, I'm the trans person in this situation. If something happened to me, you yeah. don't know where I live. You won't even hear about it. Yeah. He knows where I stay. So he really could do something to me. So I wouldn't be in this situation and risk my life for this situation. I'm just telling you what the T was. I'm telling you what happened because you called me and you done spilled all of your tea. So I'm telling you, we just comparing tea. That's what we do. But I haven't been with this motherfucker since 2010. So I've done my healing. I've done my shit to get rid of Keenan Alexander. I'm not fucking with him no more. That's your issue. So, and you're not about to put me in this situation where my life is in danger because when we expose, when this get exposed, it's already potentially put me in danger. You feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But I just couldn't resist. Like it, since I've known, now that I'm finding out that you, this whole time you was with me, that you were living a lie and everything that happened was a lie, I couldn't resist to spill RT. We just couldn't. Mm-hmm. We had to be real with each other. And so I was, I. You know, I my question would, is to y'all would be is what would you do in a situation? Do you go along with it or you just leave it alone? You know the real tea now. Now I'm gonna leave it alone. So what do y'all think? Um, because I know the dynamic and the statistics around trans murders and also being an escort, uh, and knowing how this person is manipulative and how he can, he can he's extra he's he he spies on you pops out of bushes and and i could end up dead and nobody would know the connection and and the way he systematically planned this and y'all just now finding this five five years ago imagine what he could Mm -hmm. come up with in order to kill somebody and hide it and he's homophobic so I'm pretty sure it would it would be nothing for like no I I wouldn't have done it no shade I would have been like you know I I hate that this is happening to you um I would try to find ways in order to help her without me being involved but I would have to think about myself first because you. I don't want you in that situation, but what about me? What's going to happen if something happened to me? What are you going to do? Right. You're not. What nobody, if he come in? What if I don't die? with the cisgender wife. They're not going to sympathize and know that you really were the side chick, which was another part of our conversation that was funny. She was like, all this time I'm thinking that you was the side chick and bitch, I came in and you was already with the motherfucker. Uh-huh. I was the side chick. Yeah. She just was the one who fit his heterosexual side, his, uh-huh. his fucking um, cisgender heteronormative side that's a better way to describe it so you know yeah. I don't know I just didn't feel I didn't feel compelled to be a part of that I haven't talked to her since then that was a 2016 mm. I haven't talked to her since then she hasn't been able to reach out mm. um, I don't even know if she told him you feel mm. what I'm saying like what their situation is but I feel like if she had told him he would have found a way to contact me Mm-hmm. to ask me like what did you say what did you do I just can't see him being quiet about it quiet about it mm-hmm. so either she's keeping it to herself or that was it this is in 2016 well, so that's left. been about you three, know, three years, years ago mm-hmm. and so she hasn't contacted me again but she follows me mm. on one I hand I would it. be on one hand I'd be like damn like what if something would happen to her 
And I could have done something about it by helping her, quote unquote, legally. But on the other hand, I would be thinking the same thing y'all are thinking. Like, I just know that I could potentially get harmed, you know, more so than she would. I'm just giving my my position was I'm giving you the truth. Mm -hmm. You know what it is now. You know the situation. We had we have five years of entanglement uh-huh. that I can give you details that nobody else could give you. You're giving me details that nobody else could give me. We know that we both are telling the truth. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you described pictures that I, nobody should have ever seen that he had of me. Mm-hmm. You've described our connection with my dog Dexter, our connection with Mia, our connection, everything that has happened. Mm-hmm. It's like, yo, like, you know, we both are telling the truth and you know the truth now. I'm going to have to yeah, you know that's all I want to give you. I don't want to put myself at risk. I would and that's say interesting that you. I'm sorry, go ahead. I don't know. I would say I would leave it alone as well. Like when it came down to it, like I would say I would leave it alone as well. Yeah. And it's interesting that you ask us this question, and I could just almost imagine how the survivors of R. Kelly feel like. Like this man is in a position of power. He's paid people, and they've been quiet for years. And so, just imagine what could happen to me if I come out. What he can do to me. What threats he's he's done. What he has done to me. What? How much worse can this can this be? Especially if you've psychologically damaged people or physically as well. How Even though he didn't do it to me, right. but it goes back to what I said. I think the reason why people don't physically. Men in my life hasn't physically harmed me. Is I think is a tribute to my size. It's a tribute to my aggression when it comes to violence. Mm. I don't just let stuff ride, mm. and so I think. I, what do you like, mean you don't let stuff ride? I don't let stuff ride. Like you, like not- say for okay, for example, say for instance, <laughs> you and him were um, like horse playing, and he popped you a little too hard. <laughs> That's a different. I'm talking a nigga in anger hit you. Mm. You get what I'm, saying? I'm talking about I'm being violent and abusive because I feel like it could go, it could playing. go from there. Like I popped you, girl, and then you know the next if we time horse playing. I feel I'm gonna take it as playing because mm-hmm. we're playing. But I'm talking about I'm mad and I pop you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've never stayed with a dude in that kind of situation. Like, is that the first time that's ever happened to you? Well, he didn't hit me. No, I'm saying like, is that the first time you ever been in a situation with the guy and he tried to pop you? Oh yeah, my 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 first love, Jonathan. Yeah. Oh, he, he tried popped. to pop you. Oh, he did pop. Oh, me. he did pop me. Uh, why? Oh, yeah. Um, we had a lot of um. Mm. I didn't I'll know. talk about that uh. another time. But he popped, and he got popped right back. <laughs> <laughs> it, but it was the end, though. Like it, it wasn't. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna stay with yeah. you and try to work this out. No. Once we get, once I have to fight you, That's oh baby, insane. you a nigga on the street. The love gone. Mm-hmm. But it had been unraveling already. So um, yeah. So I don't take that kindly. And I think that he knew that. Mm-hmm. And he knows from us talking and my friends talking that I'm a fighter. I'm not a person that's going to roll over and let you wear me out. Even if I, I don't be with niggas that I think that I can whoop. Yeah. But I'm, but I'm also not going to fight you fair because I know I can't whoop you hands up. Mm-hmm. I'm going to wear you out. I'm going to taser you. I'm going to make you. I'm going to shoot you in your kneecaps. I'm going to do something to disadvantage <laughs> Ooh, bitch, you. That was very visual. <laughs> I'm going to do something to disadvantage you so I, I can have the upper knees. hand. I'm mm-hmm. going to be nice and sweet until your ass feel comfortable and wear you out. 
this is what I'm going to do. I'm not going to fight you hands up. That's just what it is. So I think he knew better. And so he didn't really try to do that to me. And he did it to her because probably she's smaller than me and have been history of abuse. I don't know. I don't I don't want to make assumptions, but and then she says we're two different people. Yeah, mm-hmm. we two different people. They are automatically and he's DL. So I'm pretty sure he even though he he respected your womanhood, he mentally probably didn't think of you as all the way a woman especially saying oh, that never i would oh let's see let's throw you out at the mall I let's know. see how people react like wouldn't they react to me the way they would any other woman they never do mm-hmm. when you they think we when you're trans i don't care how much of a woman they think you are they think you got superman strength down deep inside, <laughs> deep inside in 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 them jeans and they're gonna come out when you get mad they all think that even cis women <laughs> even all of them yes all of them <laughs> baby i remember this one time i was in a restaurant this this woman was arguing with me. She uh, she was like, "What are you looking at?" What? We were in IHOP, and she was with like three girls, and there was um she had a guy with her. And I was like, "I'm looking at you," and she was like, "Well, why are you looking at me?" It's because you've been staring at me. And then she got to going off, and I was like, "You know what? I'm not finna entertain this ghetto ass bitch." And she's. She got quiet for a second. Then she was like, you a fucking man. You got a fucking, you a fucking man. And, da, 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 da. and I was like, okay, so I'll beat your ass like the man that you saying that I am. And she just got quiet <laughs> and and called the people to kick us out. Like, girl. They all, they all think it. They might not tell you, even if they using your right pronouns, they might not tell you, but they all think it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you got some Superman Superman strength hidden somewhere. But the fact uh-huh. is that the the muscles are diminished with the the estrogen and the testosterone black de- blockers that we make. But but then again, there is like a. I you, mean, even if you don't lift weights, if, even if you don't lift weights and you still not on estrogen, I'm sure that could you know make you not super strong as well. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't have no upper body strength, but people swear I hit like. It could be. You know, I like the hug. I just know that they they have that secret thought, and I think that's one of the reasons why niggas don't be trying me. <laughs> and so, I don't know. I just feel like I, I find it interesting that she hasn't contacted me again. Mm. I find it interesting. I yeah, really she might. Know. You never she know. Might she might listen on. to the podcast and be like, "Well, oh, I ain't contact you because." <laughs> Yeah. Marcia's play at gmail.com. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, I think that was a show, y'all. Yeah. It's been really good. <laughs> we talked hashtag Marcia Play. Let us know what you think, what you would do, and anything that we was talking about. All right. Bye. 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 Well, that's it. Thank you for coming and getting a taste of Marcia's play. You can listen to us on iTunes and SoundCloud. Make sure you leave a review because we really need those five stars, y'all. And go like our Facebook page and leave some comments. We will be posting exclusive content every Thursday, so you definitely don't want to miss out. You can also follow us on Twitter and any other social media site at Marsha's Plate. If you'd like to donate or advertise with us, hit us up at diamondstyles at gmail.com. That's diamond, S-T-Y-L-Z, at gmail.com. And that's it for us, y'all. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. You going to say bye, Mia? Oh, bye, (laughs) y'all. Every little thing's going to be.